Hello, I'm Reverend Leah Antwala, and welcome to Clergy and Collars Getting Coffee. Today, my very special guest is uh, stated clerk of San Diego Presbytery, my friend Frances Lynn. She is a graduate of, with her MDiv from Bethel. She has her MBA. She plays harp. She's a collector of Hello Kitty. And we know each other from working uh, on our demons together at Pittsburgh. So welcome to the show, Frances. Thank you. Thank you and, for having and, me. This is yeah, and and you you dress the part. I mean, I I was like, I should have worn my. I have a purple Care Bear. Well, I look. Well, you got your Care Bear behind you, but yes. I was just looking at all your all your clips before I saw Stephen on it. I'm like, dude, dress a little bit more. I can make fun of him because he's a great friend. And I was like, what? You know. So anyway, and I know you have this thing about Care Bear. You even talk about it in your sermon. You sent me this sermon. I loved it. So yes. this is in honor of our friendship. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you're so good at that stuff. But prior of like all those small little like details, I I absolutely love it. Um, one of the things that we were talking about before I hit this record button um, as I was, we were talking about how you wanted to be introduced. And of course I did everything you didn't want which was the labels. And so we were talking about labels and how um, titles and all these things, you know, how they can separate and divide us. And um, I mean, you're, you're about ready to um, walk into the final. Dark side. Yeah, yeah. Walk into the dark side and, and, and get that title. You're about ready to be ordained to your position as stated clerk, which is super exciting but I mean it means you're really thinking about this topic right now because you've been doing this how long have you been in that role the, as a state of clerk this is my fourth year okay fourth year. but you you did other things in the church well I was previously I was a business administrator an executive director for right. a church you know a large church here in town um so I love numbers I think Leah knows that and so I can always go there but you know I think God is really training me to be more pastoral and um see things from other perspectives well I think those are skills that will also I mean definitely benefit you in your in your current role I think I I mean what I what I love about some of the diversity and why I think you know as we were speaking to you know do we see people as um their titles and what networks and things they connect us to do we respect them because of those accolades and like where they went and where they attended and all that or do we see people as children of god and treat them thus that's that's it that's like the only label that is relevant toward yeah you know so recently I was speaking with someone um, from GA nominating uh, committee and this person uh, asked me, why do you think like the ruling elders always said, I'm just a ruling elders. That and just, like, right? Just. And I'm like, oh, do you want to go there? That's really going to make my blood boil. And I don't know if you want to hear what I have to say about that. Um, I think there's two things, right? Some folks really are getting really comfortable about their calling and um, not really recognize all the gifts that we bring to the table. Mm. It's not about whether you are an ordained minister or not. Um, I think we all bring very specific gifts. And um, so you're not just some, some person. You are a special, beloved, precious child in God's eyes. So don't downgrade yourself. Like, yeah. first of all, don't do that. And for others, please don't do that to other people because you know what? We are all the same in God's eyes mm -hmm. and we are just as precious. So I, I don't know. I struggle with that because well, I part of me, yeah. Go part ahead. Of me have struggling about this whole ordination thing because I feel like once I walk through the other side, how am I going to be able to um, be relatable to my fellow ruling elders 
or deacons, because I, at some point, I want to keep punting. Um, you are not just something, and something. You're just not anything, right? You're everything. You're, you are yeah. everything. I love that. Yes, you are everything. And, and I can't believe that we, today, we're still hearing that. And it, it just pains me. I mean, and, and, and yeah, and I feel like, you know, at your position, you probably experience that more uh, than I do in the everyday life in my church, right? Like I have ruling elders and things. And like, I just always have seen it as we have different roles and responsibilities and right. we have some overlapping roles and responsibilities, but you, you get that more as you, as you keep going up, right. Or depending on where you are, right. like this just happens to be my climate the church climate where i serve is not right. um particularly worried about a hierarchical right structure and and i'm like sometimes i'm like i don't know if it's because i grew up as a preacher's kid and we always had to help with all the activities that it has never occurred to me that my role would prevent me from washing a dish or setting up a table right yeah and literally like i just think as a pastor's well, as a leader, I, let's not even talk about pastors. I think as a leader, if you're not able to do the things that you are directing people to do, then you you are not qualified to be called a leader. Like I, when I was in operation, um, being the operational director for a church, I I would tell, I have a crew of custodians. I would always tell them, if I'm not able to clean something, then you shouldn't even have to deal with it. So I'm not going to put them in a place to go clean up somebody's mess if I'm not there with them, right? And of course, there's going to be times that I'm not able to, but whenever I can, I always make a point. We are a team. There's nothing beneath, beneath you or beneath me that we can do together. And that's I think that's, that's, yeah. that's so critical. Yeah. I, I do have pastors feel like, well, I just need to tell you to go do something. I'm like, that is so wrong. No. You know? Well, in general, I find the only people I can try to tell things to do stuff is my children. And and they really have taught me that no one listens when you try to tell do stuff. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's really, it, it's interesting. But I also... I, I don't know if this is any part of it. I a, about what might also be working in um, the background of things. So you know, always are free to ignore my questions if you don't want to answer them. It's too much. But um, but it made me think as you were talking about the labels and stuff. Like you are someone who came to the United States when you were a teenager, right? From Taiwan. There's all of all of that, what it means, like as a citizen, what it means now when you've had your son who, who was born and raised, right. Has been nothing but an American yep. and that, that labeling of always a minority, a model minority, uh, all that kind of stuff that gets put on and you're, you're this until we don't want you right. Until you're, until you're different. And, um, so I didn't know if you could talk about that. And I also said, all oh, you drink some of your, your bubble tea, which you have informed me is like the drink of like originated in Taiwan. Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yes, I'd be happy to talk about that experience. And I agree with you. I think part of my resistance to labeling um, is from some of that, right? Um, you come in, so some of us first get our green card, some of us have the work permit, and so there's a different hierarchy, right? So you, it's kind of like climbing the corporate ladder, and the last step is, okay, you become the legal uh, citizen. Um, yeah, so like to kind of go through hoops, because the way you look, the, the how you speak, and and I get that. I, I think there need to be a better uh, way of doing immigration, right? There need to be- um, Yeah, that's a whole podcast. That, that's another thing. Yeah, that, let's not even get into that. But right, I'm just- Because like my husband came in on a fiance visa right. and that's when I became 
more aware of How difficult that process. Right. And, and like, I was an educated person with English as my first language, right? right? I had a master's degree going through this stuff and I was like, well, they don't tell you. They don't tell you when to go on to the next step. You only know if you mess it up, like if you caught speeding or something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and, and also, um, I also having to deal with raising my child, right? My son um, was diagnosed at age three that he's got um, severe speech delay. And at that point, they can always tell, they can only tell us, that, oh, he's got a, what, a speech processing issue. Mm. And so, boom, there's your label. He's always going to need special education. He's going to always need this. He's always going to need that. And I think I share this story with you. Like, so I, that's the one primary reason. Yeah, this I- reminds me of Jesus flipping the table in the temple, right? That you're like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> right. Right. And so I, I feel at that point, I'm starting to stress out being the first time parent and wanted what nothing but the best for your child. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm just going to homeschool this child. Right. So I homeschool him till he was sixth grade. And at that time I was like, I only have limited capacity. I don't have the best patience there is. And so I told my husband like, Hey, if we don't transition him back into the traditional schooling, I'm going to kill him or he's going to kill me. And so we made that transition. And you know what? It's called middle school. He's nothing but straight A all the way till he graduated from college just last year. Mm -hmm. The joke around my house is that I held him back because when he was with me, he was getting all kinds of C's and B's and we were jumping up and down. We're thinking like, oh yeah maybe we should go check out like vocational school be a plumber and like he i mean and do it go ahead sure right right like and and, but it's like he now he wants to be a doctor i'm like okay my i was thinking this is it but god had this oh this so much more so when he integrated back to school though did he get did he have that speech yes label still yeah, he continued to have that. And I remember, and that's another thing that really ticks me off about our educational system, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind so every year as parent, you go in there, you negotiate with the school district about how much service your child can get. Mm-hmm. And I remember all through middle school, I every year I go in, I was telling the 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 district um person you know, we need this service. We need this service. He still needs services. And the person will look at me like, but he's getting all A's. Why do you need services? And at such time I go, so you mean until I flunk him, therefore then he can get services. It just like, I, so I was so mad. Like every year it's like, I have to prep myself every year to go into that meeting just to get services. And I have to always explain, you have no idea how much we work at home in order to get to this mm-hmm. place. Um, but is, but is yeah. it like a system design for, for failure rather than success? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And what, it, what is that? Because there's sometimes I, I fear the church dogma also does that, right? Oh yeah. There's nothing we can do. We're already failure. Right. We can't, you know, do anything. Yeah. And um, it's interesting. So that's that's probably a place where I wrestle a bit in the, like a bit, a lot, a lot of it. <laughs> I wrestle a lot of it with the, with the text, but, but where's a place, like, where are some of those places that you feel like you, you wrestle theologically, like with the text or in, in relationship to like what we're going through right now or yeah, your, your experience or what yeah. you see at the church or whatever. So first of all, I just had this conversation recently uh, with a group of Presbyterian leaders. And I said to them, please know whatever happened today, it's not your fault. I Mm. think first of all, we need to recognize that. It's a lot of factors, but you are not to be blamed. So do not start with the posture of, I'm going to fix myself. I'm going to fix this church. I'm going to do this so we can, we can do what? 
You know, we can get better. What's better? Oh, you're talking about pre-COVID? Is it that great? Oh, not so great. Well, then why do you want to go back to that place, right? And so, <laughs> so it's kind of like, how do we move our leaders forward? And I think we need to give them permission to grieve. But, you know, you you can grieve forever, right? Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you had, grief just piles up on grief. Like the exactly, next thing happens. Exactly. So yeah. we need to just start moving forward. Um, the denomination need to do that too. Instead of thinking about how many membership we have lost, how many, it does, does it matter? No. You know, a lot of that is because people passed away. Are they going to come back alive? No. So it, and, and well, if they, me, I mean, they might, but it will have nothing to do with us. Well, exactly. But then (laughs) it's also thinking in terms of the church. What if the church looks differently? What if it's not about preserving an institution? Mm. What about it is doing something that's life-giving within our each individual community? And that's what you and I talked about, about our our doctor, where I was really hoping that we can, you know, I would like to ask those type of questions. What's the new? Right. It's a doctor in missional leadership. Like that's it, that's the that's the framework of, of right. the program, right? It's right. not just. It's very focused on, right. on on a certain aspect of of the church relationships. But I, I think you ask some. Well, you brought up a lot of really good things there about what is it if we go, okay. We, these are the gifts and resources we have now. This mm-hmm. is where we are now. Mm-hmm. And some of where we were, right? Like my church used to having 500 members or 800 members in 1870 when right. it started. Okay, right. we, don't, we don't have that now. We're, you know, if we have that again, we'll deal with that happy, we'll deal with that surprise as we would yeah. any. But, but it, it's like, what, what, how do we, how do we be the church now? What uh-huh. does it mean to be the church, to do the church? And, and is it, isn't it about um, the label of just being, you know, da-da-da-da-da Presbyterian church in this particular community, that would be a label for the church, or is it about the people in the building, what the what ministries and missions uh-huh. uh, you do, or what how you use the resources you have um, to serve God's people, and um, and I mean you you serve in a very different way than I do because you're like you serve a how many churches do you have in your presbytery? We have currently thirty. Okay, so yeah. you serve all thirty uh-huh. of those churches on a day-to-day basis, plus then the work that you do yeah. in addition to that, which you do, you do a lot, you know, everybody, you like know all the people I know we have. So I don't know how we didn't meet before we met because I we know. Know so many of the same, same people, people. Um, but yeah, you're, you're on, you do all the things for general assembly and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it's very it's very different because I feel like you see um, you see more variety or flavor. Like you see a, a different aspect than of the church maybe than I do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yes and no. I think ultimately one thing that uh, keeps me doing what I am doing is that I feel people in general wants what's best for the kingdom. Hmm. right it's just perhaps we are all asking and looking at the wrong place Hmm. and what does that mean like for me it's extremely important to reframe reorient ourselves because I feel like right now we are so like overwhelmed by all the things that's going on in our world and we're not only overwhelmed by the world we're overwhelmed by our own and what if we take a step back and look at it from a different angle? Because God's at work. You and I both know, right? right? God's All the time. At work. God is not on a break. Right. And so God is not lost. We are the one that's lost. So, so how do we reposition ourselves 
Um, like I said, I am never the one to be, I'm not interested in preserving an institution. That is not where my heart is. And I, I would find that work very draining. But it, so I think first and foremost, I think we need to all identify our main purpose for doing this. And like I said, I feel in general, people want to do what's best for kingdom. And yeah. I was wondering, see, and again, I'm, one, I'm there. I'm always wondering. And I, now right. I feel like anytime I say that now it's, it feels like we're back in class. I wonder, I notice um, in, the, in, the, in the practices that we do, but no, I am wondering, like you have had to adapt mm -hmm. in so many different ways at mm -hmm. so many different times. So do you see that, that you know, that adaptations, those changes and recognizing that at every one of those, you just became a, um, a more whole Francis, I guess. Like at every one of those changes, you are those things that you were before the change, but you have managed to mm -hmm. you know, incorporate them or adapt to bringing them into where you are Absolutely. Now, I mean, not just the immigration, becoming a parent, all you know, the programs, all those things, but languages um, and also different various religion backgrounds, right? You have interwoven there. Yeah. Do you think that helps you to be able to keep that open rather than narrow framework? Absolutely. I have to. You know, I think for me, I stopped making plans because I like, I know plan doesn't work for me. So like my sermon for new year resolution, I get, of course, right. They, as the supply, you always get those like time uh -huh. that pastor don't want to get. It's like, Hey, can you come preach? I'm like, Absolutely. Um, have my, one of the new year sermons, I, like, Hey, how many of you have the new year resolution? And I was like, okay, well I stopped doing that because I know it doesn't work anyway. So why should I set myself up for failure? Um, so I don't really, I believe in certain planning, but I, I believe in organization, but planning is a different thing. Like I know people who plan and plan and plan and just to have it all diverted and um, get frustrated. I like to stay fairly fluid. And I feel like part of it is survival instinct too, right? Because coming into as, uh, um, as well, you know, as a, as a foreigner, you had to adapt and you constantly have to adapt. And just even for people who are the majority of voices, you all have to adapt to. You have to adapt to yeah. welcoming me into, right? <laughs> and, and or unwelcoming you, you depending well, exactly. on where wants exactly. to go. Exactly. Or you kind of have to adapt to like having all this pay dramas on Netflix, which um. I know you enjoy. I do. And I actually, so I, I love the way that, um, and now I don't know that it would ring as true now because more people are watching them for sure than, than they did before. It's kind of, um, become even more popular culture in the United States, but, um, but you, you paid me like the highest, my like highest, um, movie television nerd compliment when you're yeah. like, I can't believe I can have a real conversation like in all the time you lived here, this is the first real conversation with a white person you had about K-dramas where I was like, mm, no, I didn't like that one. I don't actually think he's that great of an actor. I think he's mediocre or whatever. And I won't name the actors just in case right. they're watching. But um, knowing that let's it's- Let's hope he's watching. Come on. Let's hope he's watching. Oh, so should I should say it. I don't, you know, should I expect the feedback? I think Lee Minho is mediocre. I know. He's beautiful. But his acting, yeah, he just gets good parts because he's popular. That's my opinion. And I've seen that routinely in in American pop culture as well. And I also won't won't name names about uh, name names about that. But there there's there are several that you're like, they're not, you know, they're not Meryl Streep. They're not like like that's class, right? That's as popular as he is in Korean. So, so listen, I have had recent conversation, more conversation about everything everywhere about Michelle Yeoh. Oh, and 
then like before i literally got a text yesterday from somebody asking me like hey this is pretty big i'm like yeah like first female lead in in asian right uh culture that's huge for us um yes to win an oscar for sure win an oscar is is it really warranted i personally may i say this like i'm you yes, can say I'm whatever you want i will disagree with you on this one because i thought it was brilliant yeah but something that I will say it was not only her, but that that screenplay, that directing by the Daniels, it was the whole cast was brilliant. Yeah, but there, I think she's got she's got more privilege this year because the context, because the setting, right? And of course, right. people like to see an underdog, mm -hmm. uh, of course, and there haven't been so history making, but I would say. The other candidates are pretty strong as well, right? Like I, oh, yeah, for sure. There was, a, there wasn't, yeah, right. So, like for me, it was like kind of like I appreciate the recognition, and I'm so glad that you know, yes, for her. Um, is this really the best picture, the best you know performance? Um, I mean, it's good, but it's not. I was. You know, I wouldn't say it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hands down the best. But but do you think, okay, so this is to, to pull it back. I'm going to get a lot of hate mails from my Asian I, people. I will, I will too. I'm sure people are gasping at some of the things that I've said as well about some people. But, <laughs> um, but do you feel like, so I think about collaborations, right? You take a, you take a movie. Yeah. Like. Uh, everything everywhere all at once right. you have there is not there's not a wink weak aspect to this stuff as for what I saw right I thought the writing was solid the directing like I said all the actors uh -huh. brilliant many of them whom I've seen and loved multiple times right and and um you know the costumes the effect all of it beautifully beautifully choreographed so if we were to like look at that for the church, like th that doesn't get done without collaboration, without Absolutely. trusting the people around you, uh -huh. without allowing everybody to use their gifts and yeah. and and doing and casting them in a part where they they get to really use and yeah. showcase them, uh -huh. right? And and there are times where I'm like, man, I feel like we need to take a you know a lesson from the playbook. Yeah how we do that sort of stuff and not to be performative mm -hmm. but to to see the value of like when it's just a single right when it's just like a one good thing that you don't break all those records right mm -hmm. that broke all the records yeah. across the board because of its because of the collaboration involved Absolutely. because of the amount of strengths in that and so what what does that look like what would a presbytery look like, right? Well, obviously we're not going to win an Oscar, but like, yeah. And I think this is part of the, uh, we talk about, you know, um, you wouldn't call me being the cynical one, but here may be a little bit of that coming out. Um, how many movies are made a year? Oh, so many. So Way many, more right? than what there were when we were kids. Right, yeah. like globally, right? I'm not just talking oh, about. Oh, right, yeah, so many. So, how many people get to win an Oscar? One. One. So are we gonna just say all oh, the rest of the movie that the, are they're just trash? No, no, of course not. And oftentimes the somebody who wins is not the person I would have voted for or chosen. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think there's so much we can do as individual congregations. It's not about just you know it's not about being a christian that we have to just give away everything or give up everything it's not about that it's about baby step you know i i feel like it's important to appreciate what we have mm -hmm. and even just baby steps celebrate that baby step and a lot of baby steps going to make a big impact mm -hmm. um but I think the hardest thing to do in in the congregation context is to have the complete buy-in. Oof. And that, I think, yeah. Yeah. And I think in order to do things right, 
we all have to create that unity. Without mm-hmm. that, it's really hard to really do anything. That's why I say celebrate those little steps because that's easier to get buy-in than to do a big project. So what's interesting about words, like there are some that I, I mean, that's part of the stuff you're going to take when you get ordained, but as well in any office, so you've already taken them, right? So that, that question of the purity and the furthering purity and the unity of the church. And it's interesting is sometimes I think it depends on how you view that word, because for me, like when I picture God. I mm-hmm. I hear James Earl Jones, mm. but I don't see James Earl Jones. But I was just like, this is the voice, right. of, you know, whatever. That, like that's one of the things. So no, I don't actually think that's God's voice, but like I, it's a common. We would love right? that's God's voice. How's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but like the unit, well, like I picture God. I don't see like giant white guy with beard in robes on a on a cloud right mm-hmm. even though revelation i told you talks about the throne of rainbows and i don't know why we talk about this like four dragon instead of i mean which is cool all on its own but like i'm like we don't talk about that throne of rainbows nearly enough right. but, in my opinion, because the rainbow does embody the image where I see God. When I actually see God, I see God as, as a full circle, which is what oh. rainbows do. We just can't see the other half, right? right? Cause they're right. below our, our sight line. I know. That's which such a volumes, right. Uh-huh. Isn't, it, isn't it? But so if, but sometimes we have people who see unity as like sameness, right? Unity is everything being, you know, like a, a candle burning where are all like this giant can- single thing. And it's very different if you see unity as like a circle embrace, right? Like yep. that we versus- Oh, I love that. Yes. One thing. And so sometimes I, I wonder if it's not, as you said, you try to focus on framework, like the importance of the the frame. And if some of the work that we- maybe need to do as we go into the future, recognizing that we all had this thing, this pandemic happened, Uh you know, and it didn't just happen to you or me. It happens to everyone. Uh We all adjusted differently. We're all still adjusting differently, depending on our resources and the, all of that. Um, I, I, yeah. So I think some of it is the framework. So what, what's the framework? What, What's the framework you would give to the church about unity then, if that's what the, the thing yeah. is? Yeah. So for what me- What does the kingdom of God look like? Yeah. For unity, for me, it's not necessarily the sameness, but it's more about, do we all agree that we the most important thing here is to glorify God's name and mm-hmm. to do the kingdom work? Now, if if that is the focus- I think there's a lot of those things can be taken away because a lot of time people come into it not with pure agenda. And I would say I may not come into doing certain things with a pure agenda, right? but in every turn I have to refocus and ask myself, Hey, if I go this way, is this really going to honor God? Or is it trying to honor myself? Mm. Where is it my ego doing? Right? Like, so I think every step is asking that same question. Hey, by doing this, am I honoring God, honoring my fellow brothers and sisters? You know, I I think that that would make a difference. A lot of time we come in, I would say, especially for people who are really good in doing technical work, where <laughs> we we already know the answer at the end of it, right? But every every time if you're dealing with people, regardless if you like them or not, they're God's children. how do you treat God's children right right with love um even if you don't agree how do you do that and I think that's that's what I talk about celebrate that baby step because we're not going to go from a to z like straight it's going to take a lot of twists and turns to get there and um and I think oftentimes in ministry we set a goal too hard to reach Mm -hmm. um 
And that's not helpful. Um, I want I want to celebrate those small steps and mm-hmm. make make a make it happen to celebrate that as a congregation because mm-hmm. nobody wants to kind of feel defeated all the time. Like whatever I do is not going to make any impact. Then why should I do it? So so it's interesting hearing you say this because something I've been toying with for a while and I really do think when we're together in in June again for class we'll need to spend some time um brainstorming this because I think you're well you're a really good brainstormer but you're all you're very creative but so is uh is like we have these set rites of passages right mm-hmm. these times and seasons of the church but society and everything has changed and so mm-hmm. in addition to those markings I sometimes have wondered if there wouldn't be power in like celebrating those other things along the way, like we'll be like, Hey, instead, you know, I know backpack Sundays become a thing. We do it now. Right. All that kind of stuff. But what if it's like, Hey, all these people got their driver's license. So we're going to celebrate that. Hey, these people gave up their license. So we're going to, we're going to honor that big life transition. That's a huge life transition. Absolutely. And, 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 and because we have commissioning services when things happen and that's not what it would be, but what would those, what would those moments be where we, um, maybe it's not always celebrating, but naming and acknowledging like, it could be grieving together too, right? Right. They just got divorced. That's an end of a relationship. Yeah. And, and how do we do a ceremony to hold them knowing that we might have people in the pews who were there to witness the coming together. And now right. they're witness to see them the, the, the apart. coming apart. Yeah. Right. Um, but so that somebody doesn't have to leave. Right. Because right? that's right. usually what happens. Right. Right. And I I love that. I agree with that completely. I mean, and you also is need snacks. You and I would agree that. Right. Snacks oh yeah. Big time. Big time. It have to be good. It's not just snacks. Um, I I think one thing we need to get away from churchy, right? The church word. We are doing life together. We're not doing church together. How do we live together? Let's live the gospel rather than doing the gospel, right? Like live it, like do what Christ taught us. And not, And I know some of this may sound like, oh, easy to say, but it's actually not that hard, really. It's not that hard. Um, the basic starting points always love people. That's all you need to do. Love people. And even if you don't like them, deep inside, love them. Right. Right. Um, and I think we, again, and so I go back to a lot of this, it's, I fault people like to label things too much. Oh, you are the progressive part of the church. You are the conservative. No. I don't Sometimes want, on both of those things. Right. Like, like I, you know, recently I have someone ask me that question and I looked at it like, wait, you're asking a state clerk. I'm supposed to be neutral. You're never going to find out what's my theology. On top of that, it's like, it could have changed any moment. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember once having a conversation with a guy from my church who, who has since, uh, you know, he has since died, but, mm. uh, we were having a conversation and years before he he died he was um he wasn't on you know we call it the shut-in list which sometimes i think is yeah, a really yeah. awful name but you know yeah. um he was home you know he lived at home he and okay. his wife lived, lived okay. at their home they did not attend church in person it was before we were streaming and so we always send out the bulletin and the sermons printed to all the people like on thursday yeah. or friday the office manager sends it out so that there's like a connection right a a, a weekly connection and so we were talking he's like yeah I read you know I read your sermons every Sunday and you know I really like them though sometimes I don't always agree with them and I was like you know what there are times I go back and read with them and I don't agree with them (laughs) right right there are times you go back and you're like something's changed right my my viewpoint has changed maybe because I've listened or read something. Yeah. Maybe because of a, a meeting somebody new who gave me a different way of looking yeah. at something. Maybe it's because of one of those transitions and I, yeah. you gained a better yeah. understanding. 
Now, I do want to talk a little bit about, because of course, we have been encouraging you to do, uh, we being your classmates at uh, Pittsburgh, have been encouraging you to lean into um, your your foodie nature. You are one, you were, yeah, you are one of these people that when we're together, I just hand the menu to you and say, Francis, what am I eating? Right? Like, like I fully trust you to choose the perfect thing on the menu every time. I have a handful of people I give that to because I'm I like I'm I like to control my own stuff. So like that, but you you are pretty brave. I feel like I can hang with you because I know you're willing to like give anything a try. Yeah, I'll try it. Though sometimes you give me the information late, like with the bean sprouts. <laughs> but I I I oh, also you tell that story. <laughs> so right. So we went for pho and and you and you were like, order the beef, whatever, and you're like you know they bring all the things the bean sprouts and everything are on the sides and I was almost done with my entire bowl and you were eating the same thing almost done with the entire bowl and I look over and I notice that your sides are not in your soup and I was like Francis why why didn't you put them in? It's so good, right? Scallions, bean sprouts. Right, right. And you're like, mm, they're often dirty. I don't know that they, I don't know that everybody washes them well enough. And I was like, you literally let me eat all of them. <laughs> you were you were like, eat the dirty bean sprouts, Leah. <laughs> I did not get sick though. I was like, this I is, know. they I know. wash them. But uh you know, but we've, we've engaged it. Cause I, I do think food and all of that is a place where you, you see and taste that the kingdom of God is good. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a part of it. Um, I have and- given my menu to God already. Just so you know, <laughs> I have said, God, this is what I want to eat. Be- when I get to heaven, I want endless portion of this. What so- is it? Can I, can we, can we get that? Uh, can we, yes. can we know what some of the things are? It's so it's so just it's nothing i love fried rice i love rice like there's no tomorrow but because my system i don't do well with carbs so i tend to get really bloated and i gain weight really easily so i have to curtail that so that's my my menu to god and but i also love this restaurant's um specific like fried rice and just so you know, Scott Hakeley was here and I took him to that restaurant and he agreed that's like a really good the fried best rice. Best fried rice. Yeah, yeah, some of the best fried so, rice. So, but then we're not talking about it because you remember we're not doing free publicity for people who are not giving right. us anything. We're not giving the, right, we're not right. showing so, the labels. So if anyone wants to find out, you know, tech <laughs> Leah or me, and then when we have a deal, then I will start talking about it. But anyway, so that that was what the I, only free advertising we do is for God because yeah. well that's for sure like our existence right. shares that message right. right right we will pay God to do that free advertisement yes. but like yes. no one else deserve it so so but that's that's it fried rice very specific type of fried rice what kind of specific because there are like a zillion different rices just traditional nothing on it just fried rice rice eggs and just the way they make it it just i can't even put my finger on you it you have I, peas I, in it no nothing it's just rice eggs scallion that's it three 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 ingredients huh i mean i'm all i you know i'm always if i get out to california i want to try too yeah come I, on I over mean, I, yeah I mean, I, I, I am, there are only like two things that don't speak to my food palate, which is like actual kernel corn, like on the cob, off the cob, oh. the whole, if it's not been made into corn flour or corn meal, you don't I, want it? I don't oh. like it. I think it's texture based. Okay. I know it's very sad for even like my family chews it up. I mean, they're like, they love it. Um, but I never have, not since I was little, I mean, even when I was a little kid and, and oh. cherries. You don't uh, like cherries? Mm-mm. Isn't that like the American staple, like Washington had the cherry I mean, tree? Yeah, the cherry tree. Yeah, but he cut it down. Maybe he didn't like it either. He was oh. like, I don't, 
Like, he was like, oh, I don't want any cherries in America. No, that was- oh, I love cherry. The story goes, well, a lot of people do like them or they like specific ones, but it, um, I, I blame now I do blame, um, everything when I was a kid that was medicine was cherry flavored. Oh yeah. Like the natural, all those things. All of it. That was like the only flavor. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think they ruin, I think it's their fault. All those, all those. Yeah, no, totally. That's a good rationale. Yeah. Even though I know that an actual cherry does not taste like that stuff. Yeah. I can like, it feels like I can take, like if I taste a cherry, I'm like, all I taste is a cough drop, like a bad one. Like, and I don't like it. Yeah. So, but, but that's like really nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. That's like nothing in comparison to the, you know, and there's more corn and cherries for everybody else. But like, if you, like, when you think of then those words, like communion and stuff, do you see like, what does that holy feast look like? Oh my God. You want to get me started there? I do. I do want to get you started. I have this thing. I always said when I have my own church, like not have when I have, when I'm really called to a congregation, that communion's not going to look like that. Ugh, I hate those little cop thing. It's like the worst thing ever. They're Random. all fermented. Yeah. And like, you wonder how many people are we going to send to the hospital right after, right? Like, I feel so bad. And it's so hard to tell the church ladies, like, hey, girlfriends, like, we need to get something better than this. And um, during the COVID, it's especially like, Oh, I refused. I we made our own bread and we put the grape juice in condiment cups. Yeah, and did it separate because I was like, I cannot serve that. I guess that's the third thing I don't like. Apparently, don't serve me communion wafer with the little awful. It's the worst tasting grape juice I've ever had. It is, and it does got such bad names. Like I'm like God supposed to give you lavish like. You know, this this wonderful filet mignon or like a lobster tail. This seriously? And this is okay. how I'm gonna remember it, Christ? No, no way. I thought that was like that need to be banned. Like that's what I talk about. Like I don't want I don't want that to stick. I don't want it to be something I want to like get unstuck from it. Like, Can you imagine if someone was their first time taking communion? I mean, that it's really give God a bad name. Like this is not, this is not good. It's so bad. Like it's for me. Right. right. You say, right. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. And you're like, I don't want this gift. Right. This is I, not a gift. Well, I tried yeah. your gift. Please don't ever buy that for me. Don't give that to me ever. No, it's bad. Like, I wish people take more thought into it because we are supposed to take this as, you know, even as our Reformed theology, as body of Christ, metaphor, right? Yeah. But it is like bad stuff. Like, we need to change it. Like, we really do. So what is on your communion table then? What does your feast look like? Because I, I get what it doesn't look like now. So what what would you have? What kind of breads or drinks or whatever? I mean, grains, I guess. It's grains. Yeah, I really wanted a meal. I don't really want to do this bread thing. Like, you know what I mean? I would love to have like a sit-down sort of luncheon or something that's not just a piece of bread like mm-hmm. seriously are you I'm not gonna be filled with a piece of bread like you know what I mean I, I can't no remember. I know exactly what you mean that's why right? I'm laughing but but early church also by the way was more like what you're describing it right. was part of the whole right. thing it wasn't just this thing that we did as part exactly. of the service it was the service right and, you know, and I was just thinking, golly, can we at least do that as a church? Let's value each other, you know, appreciate their tummy and give them something good to take and not just give them whatever. Right. And it's kind of like in some of the larger churches, like I know they have several different like services and they have to time it exactly, but it's like, this is just bad. Please don't serve that. I just, yeah, I have a... I have a thing about that. To me, I think it really should be a meal. But also, 
I, I will say as somebody who's, you know, shared some tables with you now and some, and some meals with you is it is an experience of not just like the variety of food and like share this, try that, yeah. taste this, hear something. And I mean, which by the way, you do not just when we're out at a meal, you're like, here, try this tea. I brought it from home here, have this snack. I, you know, like it, it's more than just, um, when we go like out to a, a lunch or dinner or whatever. Um, but it, but it's also the conversation. It's yeah. the exchange of ideas. It's the, right. the love that that's shared. And I, and I would say food, food seems to be one of your love languages. Like oh, give me. Big yeah. Big time. Yeah. But you, you cook, you don't cook very much though. Is that. Yeah. I don't cook very much because I do all kinds of research out there. Right. I, someone had to do the dirty work. I'm sorry. And it's not you. Well, but like, you know, I appreciate a good cook. You are amazing yeah. cook, right? Like oh. I love the bread that you did for the class. And I say, Leah, how'd you do that? Well, it's so easy. It's like two ingredients or something like that. Like, it was, huh? it was three, three ingredients. I think it was water, water, flour, and yeast. That was it. It was so good. Right. Yeah. And, and it was like, I admire people who can cook. Now I can I can cook, but I don't see like Chinese food is so different. China, you know, like there's like different such process, the preparation, um, the plating and all that. And I was just like, uh, no, you know, that's a lot of work. Well, and, and it can, I mean, it absolutely can be a, a lot of work and some, I mean, and this gets into whether or not you see this stuff as soul work or homework, right? Is, is it, is doing it fill your soul and you're like, well, the eating and having a meal with people yeah. fills your soul, but the right. cooking stuff, not, not so much. I'll well, leave that. I, yeah. I love learning the background of the dish, right? Like where this come from? What's the story behind it? But like, I figure I'll trust someone better than me to do the work. Like we, we all have different gifts. My gift, it's not that. The cooking, right. it's not my one. So. Right, right. But I, but you know, it, I mean, it's really amazing. Like I have a, one of, well, my son's both like cooking, but the, the eldest when he, you know, when I was beginning to teach him how to cook or bake, uh -huh. um, he, he, he loves science. So I said, he wants to be a scientist. The eldest wants to be a scientist and um, you know, who knows if that will change, but at this point he wants to be an astrophysicist and um, good yeah, good for him. Not, not a career. I would, you know, whatever. My other son wants to be a blacksmith. My eldest wants to be a astrophysicist. What, you know, do you, I mean, I don't have, we all have different gifts, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, we don't um, have any say in it anyway, so don't worry about oh, it. Yeah, zero say in it, but I'm like also like I don't see my role as being the no in my kid's life if it's yeah. not dangerous. Yeah. Right. And them discovering what they want to do. Because yep. I want what they do to be soul work, right? And not mm -hmm. home. I don't want your you spend so much time right. doing if I were in ministry and this felt like the same as like working in a box factory or, or for me, you it would not be doing it. If yeah, not, for me, I'm the opposite with numbers. Right. So yeah. honestly, if I were working in any job where I had to process numbers all day, every day, I could do it, but yeah. I don't want you to don't do enjoy it. it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. he, he said that baking and cooking is nothing, but like, he was like, it's edible science. Cause it's all measuring and like whatever. Baking is hard though. I don't believe, yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot more going to baking, like the temperature of the environment. Well, and, yes. And the thing yeah. that I, I think the hardest for me is like, you know, you could see some of the YouTubers say, oh yeah, depending on your like oven or something. I'm like, well, I, I always use the word how, but I, anyway, so I, I was like, you added it in there, but it's biblical. Okay. I was going to say, well, then how, how would I know? Right. How, like, right. Well, if everything is up to me, I wouldn't be watching you. So you need to tell me. Right. So right. that doesn't work out for me. And right. so it's like, me, it's like the thing where they're like, fold yeah. in the cheese. Fold in the cheese. Well, what does that mean? Fold right. it in. It means just right. fold it in, David. Just fold it in. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Right. And it's like, oh, depending on your oven, I'm like, what then what how many minutes exactly? Like I need it like that. And so I really baking scares me. Baking really scares me. Well, 
my husband recently just returned from Kenya. He was home for uh, several weeks and, um, and he did return this time. My, my ask was I, I wanted a chapati, a chapati pan, like mm -hmm. in, because we have tried to, we have obviously in all these years, right. It's almost 15 years. We, I, I don't know how I didn't bring back a chapati pan when I came from, hmm. I don't for the life of me know how that happened, but it did. And, and the thing is, is like, I have other pans, right? Uh -huh. Even a cast iron pan. Right. But it somehow doesn't, it somehow doesn't, it never does it right. It's, you know, like it's close, hmm. but not it, you know, whatever. And I, so I do think you're right about sometimes it's the precision. Like there are things that you're like, that's not going to taste the same. If it, there's something about the pot, the instruments, yeah. whatever, like that process. Or even just like, well, today, is it cloudy? The moisture that I'm like, oh my God, forget it. That's too much. Like I can't, I need but something. Don't, that don't you feel like that's part of like you do that maybe, or maybe I'm just, um, over. No, when I have to go no, clean you... a toilet, I don't say, hey, the temperature is good today. Therefore, I can. No. No. I just say, yeah, like, hey, let's go clean. With, when you're dealing with different churches, do you not feel like, whoo, you know, that's a different oven setting than this church over Absolutely. here. Like, like Absolutely. you guys aren't, you aren't in the same, you know, it's not the same uh, thing. And, and how do, I mean, this is what the, you know, when we talk about programs and things, even for the church, this, right. this becomes part of the issue right. is we're like, oh, this helped us have church growth. So now everybody wants this and you just do this program. And it's like, boy, it doesn't always work like that. Right. Cause the I'm, sorry. I'm going to use something that's really not churchy, but like, that's the stupidest thing that anyone can do. If there's a formula, you know, if I can put out a formula, I would be a multimillionaire by now. And, you know, but People, that's not, God doesn't give you a formula. The only formula we get is to love people, love God. So, right. That's the formula. Do that. Yeah. And yet, how many times have we messed that up? Often, more than enough. <laughs> and then we say, why, how come this doesn't work? I'm like, what well, the? Did you do the basic? Oh, I don't like that person. I don't trust that person. I don't want to work with that person. Well, I'm sorry, you know, I, right. sometimes it's that simple mm. and you wonder, are you serious? It's, I can't make it even simpler than that. And you can't get it. Well, I, now, now again, you're, you're quoting scripture. Cause that's what I felt Jesus said. And in my head, when I read Jesus, not James Earl Jones, right? That's well, God's voice. I don't know who has the voice of God, but it's definitely has this like snarky, Really? Oh, when I read Jesus, it's both super calm and loving. And yet right. and moments like what you're saying, this is a moment where I feel like God, Jesus is well, same. This but, is the best Jesus thing ever happened to come from a pastor telling me that Jesus response can be snarky. Oh, I can sure. justify my snarkiness now. Oh, I, that's how I do it. Maybe I did that. Maybe Jesus is snarky because I know I am. And that's terrible theology, but, um, but like, I was like, there's no way I don't hear Jesus going, which is kind of what you just said. You want me to talk to you about heavenly things. You don't get these earthly things. Like, how yeah. is that not, yeah. you know, right. like for me, like what I hear the other place yeah. I really see it is in, is in the boat where Jesus is just trying to take a nap and his disciples are so afraid. Yeah. And Jesus like me is an exhausted mom or parent. Yeah. Who just wakes up and is like, oh my gosh, go to sleep. Just calm yeah. down. Yep. Yep. We will. And then yeah. it's like, oh, it's too bad. <laughs> it's like, I know. And I think a lot of time we human, we mess it up. God did not oh, mess it up. We mess that's it up. All, that's a guarantee. Yeah. It is a guarantee. Yep. And God is like, I will love you anyway, even when you mess up. I didn't abandon you in the failure. Failing is part of what also. Of, yeah. And church needs to learn to celebrate that too and learn from it. Well, or, or, or at least not have it inhi in, in, inhibit you from 
from doing something, doing something different. Yeah. Right. Cause as you said, right. You use the Oscars as the example, mm-hmm. like all those movies that are made, they didn't fail, No. but they can ultimately is just one winner, right? Yeah. There's one thing that's recognized right. and that doesn't devalue all the other work Exactly. that yeah. was, being, that was being done, nor does it devalue the, the process to understanding like, oh, yeah. what do I have to do? Exactly. And my, my biggest fear- if my goal is to get an award, what do I have to do? Well, there you go. And then you will have to talk to God when you get up there. Like, how come I didn't get an award? As long oh, as God's it, serving you some fried rice. There right? you go. I would know if I'm going to get rewarded when I get that endless portion of fried rice. <laughs> Maybe God's going to give you that now. Maybe, maybe I would love that. it. I would love it. I literally can eat that all day long. Right. And with, without any of the, all the other side effects. Yeah. I mean, but that, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, when we watch, we, we've noted the Olympic, I mean, the um, Oscars, but the Olympics are the same thing. Right? You have like every, every level of their people being cut away. It doesn't right. make them not elite somehow. Right. 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 You're right. not not elite. Just you just happen to race against Usain Bolt. Right. You and just have could to be perform just against person. Simone yeah. Biles. And it could be one person having a better day than you. It doesn't neglect all the hours that you were in training. And I I just think our society have been so focused on that, so reward based on that. And our 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 belief is not based on reward. Um, so that, that's also something that I feel like we need to do better. So, I mean, it also, and, and then I'll get to my last, uh, question, which you're, you're dressed for and, uh, with the care bears, but, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's also that aspect of when we fail, mm-hmm. do, we, do we extend generosity and grace the way that God does, or do we shame and make people feel like they can't show their face to us anymore. They can't be present anymore. They can't come. It's not part of the equation. It's nowhere to be seen in it and in our scripture, right? Right. Jesus did not teach us. So whatever it's outside of that scope, you create it yourself. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, then I don't need to abide by that. Right. Like, I think sometimes we also need to develop thick skin um because we need i think we need to take bold step not stupid bold step but like calculate it you know like minimize your risk but take some action and take some risk um right. in life you don't risk anything you're never going to go anywhere well that's what i i was just recently telling somebody that but year, years and years ago i made a um I, I made now it's, it's over a decade ago now. Cause I remember mm-hmm. I, it wasn't, it wasn't applying for this job actually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that was over 13 years ago that I actually applied for this position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at those descriptions and you go, Oh, it sounds so lovely. Right. Everything sounds so lovely. And you're like, Oh, I'd be really great. And then you get to like what the qualifications are. Mm-hmm. And then you go, Oh, man, I don't have that. Maybe I, oh, I guess I can't apply. And that was like the first time in my life that I was like, you know what? I really like what I see here. I really feel like I I sensed a spirit, right. Mm -hmm. As I was reading it, like that I connected to. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, you know what, Leah, for the first time in your life, try not to be your own. No, Mm -hmm. if the answer is no, Mm-hmm. then that's what it is. Yeah. But if you don't apply, you not only avoid the no, but you also avoid the yes, yep. right? Yep. And and so sometimes I think, I wonder like, are we saying no because we're so afraid of failing or rejection yes. or not getting yes. that we also then not do the yes. We don't also don't get the yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the concern I have for, for the church in the future, right? Is that we are so afraid and because maybe the outside pressure of having to be perfect, having to be 
certain way, um, have to look certain way, be certain way, um, that we really are not encouraging risk-taking innovation. Um, yeah. So like I, I, you know, my prayer for our next generation is that they continue to rethink what it means to be, um, to be in a kingdom here now, um, because I think our most of our theology would align that the kingdom is here now, starts here now. Um, yeah. And so we have we all have responsibility to do something right now. And my concern is not what they're gonna be inside that building or not. My concern is whether they're gonna continue to do the kingdom work where Ooh. they are. Which brings us rightly to the care bears, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right. It brings us just around is what I would say to the Care Bears. Right. Because that's that. How are you using that that gift, that inner gift you have been oh. given oh. by God, which, you know, maybe other people would symbolize another way. It's not like Share Bear was the only Care Bear that shared. Right. Um, but and so it doesn't. But that was their like core. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, my friend. If you were a Care Bear which I feel like is so much easier <laughs> to imagine than some yeah. other guests I've had on the show. So if you were a Care Bear, what color Care Bear would you be or colors? Don't have to limit to one. And what would the emblem on your, your belly be? What I would the I, love did, be? Did I, did I take one of those tests? Like I, there's oh, you probably, like yeah, you did. Was it a sunshine, like the fun one? Yeah. Or fun shine, fun shine bear. Sunshine. Sunshine yeah, bear. Is, is the yellow one. Got. Right. But I don't know. I mean, which is like, right. Cause then they're categorizing you to an actual care bear that exists. I got, and yeah, I got, and I hate that. labeling. So don't label me to right. that. So, so if you were, you were to embody your own, right. You're giving your own labels now. Yeah. And I love all those labels, but they're taken. So yeah. who, who's, who's Francis is who's Francis. I hope, I hope my legacy or people who knows me would know how much, um, I love having fun. Mm -hmm. To me, having fun is more important than anything else. Um, I think having gone through so many different uh, life experiences, uh, health scares, I just want to have fun. Um, so what, what, what then, what, what colors or color embody fun? Oh, all colors. All the colors. All the colors. All the colors. I want to make a choice. I want everything. <laughs> and then what about on the belly? What do you have multiple symbols then? Not just one, but it's like a Kit Kat. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. A soup dumpling, fried rice or something along the line, something to do with food. Yeah. And fun. Right. Fun. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I'm all for, I'm all for that care bear. I, I, I love it, but I do think it is, you, you are correct in my impression of you is uh -huh. you, you make me think and you make me laugh all at the same time and and you definitely bring the fun to the to the party so francis thank you for spending some time with well, me thank you for the invite and you know you know how much i adore you love you bunch and i just love so be yourself you you are just <laughs> I love how you you're you're just always you. Like I don't need to, I don't need to worry about Leah too much. It's like Leah's pretty like she knows her stuff. So yeah, Leah Leah Leah's pretty Leah. That's what it is. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. All right, you take care. You take care too. Thank 